Hey guys, it's Casey. And it's Abby. And we are back, back with another episode on History in the Making. Today, I'll be taking you back into the past to September 11th, 2001. Hey, it's Abby, back with the interviews. Today, we're going to be talking about the tragic event of 9-11. But to get us in the fields, we have asked someone very important to talk with us. today. To hit the floor running, we're going to ask you a couple questions today about 9-11. So, first question, what were you doing the day of 9-11? Um, I was a junior in high school on 9-11, and um, I was in my first period class. We had block scheduling at my high school, so um, that means you have, like, 90 minutes for your actual class period, and you only have, like, four classes in the day. So I was still in first period um, when the first plane um, hit the first tower. So, um, and then, yeah, that's where I was. How and when did you find out what was going on? And, like, how was how was your reaction to it? Okay. So um, when I left first hour and went out into the hallway, it was kind of, like, a little chaotic. People were, like, scrambling to talk to each other, find yeah. each other. Um, because the first tower had hit, but the second tower hadn't hit yet. Uh, and so everybody was trying to figure out what was going on. Uh, and I had this, like, group of girls um, that I hung out with. And so I went over to them, and none of them knew what was going on. And we were, like, around the corner from our favorite teacher. So we went down to our favorite teacher, Mr. Davis. He was awesome English teacher, by the way. And um, so we went into his room and asked him about what was going on because we were hearing things in the hallway, and we weren't sure what was really true and what wasn't. Um, and I remember the second period class that day was like our like homeroom study hall yeah. time that like everybody had a homeroom study hall time that um, that year. And so I asked him if it would be okay if I just came back to his room. Um, so he wrote me a pass and I went and like took it to my SRT teacher and then went back to his room um, and uh, watched it on the TV in his classroom. And um, it was just really chaotic and strange. And one of my girlfriends, um, her dad was in the national guard. So she yeah. was like a mess in the middle of the hallway. We had yeah. 10 minute passing periods. So that was like super nuts in the first place. Um, um, but so like in that 10 minute passing period, she's like frantic in the hallway, like bawling her eyes out, struggling to even get to the guidance counselor's office to talk to them because she had gotten a text message from her dad um, who was in the National Guard mm -hmm. that just said, um, I love you. I don't know where I'm headed, but I just got called and I won't be home when you get home. That's, I'll see you when I see you. Yeah. Um, and so that was like really hard on Nikki. Yeah. And I didn't even know what to say to her. I mean, 16 years old, you know, like there's, what yeah. do you say to your 16 year old friend who also has no idea what's going on at the same time, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was just really kind of strange and everybody was really like, what is, is this real? Yeah. They're confused. Is this yeah. fake? Is this some weird Hollywood joke? You know, like yeah. nobody had any idea what was going on. Um, uh, and then I watched the second plane, um, collide in Mr. Davis's classroom. Yeah. Uh, and I, we just all kind of, stood there or sat there in shock like there was nobody was talking and there was like cell phones weren't around back then either not like they are today so right, like yeah. nobody had cell phones on them we're all just literally staring at this screen on the tv 
trying to process what had just happened. Right, yeah. Um, and watching all of the news clips. So, yeah. In your, like, own opinion, like, did, were you believing that it was actually happening, happening, or were you kind of just, like, in a daze? Like, it was, like, very weird. It was super, like, a daze. Yeah. It was really strange at first. Like, when it was, like, first yeah. live and it was happening, like, right there on the screen, it was really, like, is this for real? I don't, yeah, I don't definitely. know that I can believe that this is real. Because nothing like that had ever really happened, especially in America. Right, before, yeah. You know? I mean, like, we maybe had heard of it in, like, Iraq or Iran or in the Middle East where, like, everything has always been chaotic yeah, right, and yeah. crazy and there's bombs all the time, you know, mm-hmm. over there. Um, so this was just really strange. It wasn't anything that anybody had ever really dealt with or seen in this yeah. country, you know? So it was... Um, yeah, super weird and kind of not real. Yeah. Very much in shock at first. So, um, yeah. And then as the day progressed and things, other things came out about what was happening and what yeah. was going on, it just got more and more realistic or more and more real to everybody, you know, and after having to talk with parents about it and whatnot. Like, yeah. That was weird. Did you have to tell anyone what was going on, and was it difficult if you did? I did not, um, because I was only 16 at the time, so um, I did not have to, like, actually physically tell anybody, but I did have to help my baby sisters process what had happened, Um, which was also the same thing my parents were trying to help them do as well, right? They're trying to help me as a 16-year-old process, but at the same time, they're trying to help, you know, my... 12 year old sister and my baby sister who was only four at the time to really figure out what is really truly happening and going on. So of course, as a four year old, you don't really completely a hundred percent understand what was going on. Yeah. She just knew she could just tell that we were all kind of not in the same normal, happy place. Like we were all, we were all off, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And my 12 year old sister was just like really in shock she didn't really understand the full gamut of it all right? Yeah. Um, at that time either. I mean, she got it. She understood things and she asked more questions, obviously, because she's 12, yeah. you know. Um, but I still to this day don't know. Like, she doesn't even know that I had a friend who was, like, in the middle of, like, falling apart in the middle right, of yeah. the hallway, you know, that morning. Yeah. So. so do you know the incident, like, in Pennsylvania, like, how yeah. everything went down? Um, like, if you were on that plane, like, would you have reacted the same way as those guys did? I have no idea, really, honestly. I would like to think I would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't really know. You, you never yeah. know until you're in those kinds of situations right, yeah. whether you're going to be a fight-or-flight kind of person. Mm-hmm. I would like to hope that I would be a fight kind of person. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially at this point, um, as mom, like I'd probably go into mama bear mode. Um, but I don't know that I would have done that as a 16 year old girl on that line. You know, like, I don't know that I would have had the gusto to like, be like, yeah, let's tackle them and get up and tackle them with the guys that did, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that I would have had that kind of courage to do that. Yeah. Me and Casey were talking about that earlier today. Like we don't. Like, we, in our mindset right now, would be like, yeah, we would do it. But when you're, like, there, you see the ground, you're like, yeah, you don't want to go to your death. Like Right. That's- in that moment, you just never know what you would really do. Would yeah. you 
pick up a phone if you had a phone and make a phone call or would you pick up a phone and send a text message if you have that capability? Right. You know what I mean? Or would you say, screw it, I'm going to be a hero and not even think twice about it and tackle a person. Like there's no telling until you're in that moment what you would truly, truly do. Yeah. And then do you think the passengers made the right choice to like sacrifice that plane rather than like the whole white house and everyone? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think they absolutely made the right choice. So yeah. I am scared to think about what it would look like or what would have happened the rest of that day had they have not done that. Right, yeah. Really. Crazy. Yeah. Wow, I'm blown away by that interview. That interview was so good and so like interesting. It was just amazing. Just to put in our own information about the Pennsylvania incident, we've done some research, deep research, about, like, the passengers on the plane and, like, the afterward math and everything about, like, 9-11 and everything. So just to let you guys know, the first thing that we've, like, researched was that there was seven crew members and 33 passengers on that plane that went down in Pennsylvania, and that's actually less than half its maximum capacity, which is actually pretty interesting. Um, The passengers on the plane learned about what was happening through their families. Their families were texting them and calling them and telling them, like, planes have crashed in New York. One has crashed on the Pentagon and everything. So there's four hijackers who had successfully boarded the plane with knives and box cutters, but they didn't attempt to gain control of the aircraft until nearly 40 minutes into the flight. So when the hijackers hijacked the plane, they assaulted the cockpit and forced people into the back of the plane claiming there was a bomb on board. After that, Mark Bingham, Todd Beamer, Todd... Burnett and Jeremy Glick formatted a plan to overpower the hijackers. They were actually the ones who were the heroes of the story and saved people that were around Washington, D.C. Todd Beamer was the one who said, are you ready? Let's roll. After the 9-11 Pennsylvania plane crash, the people built a memorial in honor of all those amazing men and women. The memorial did not open until September 10, 2015. There is a hill that overlooks the crash site, and while you are looking at it, there is absolutely no talking allowed at the site for respectful reasons. The museum focuses on the the plane's passengers and their stories. It also includes portraits of all 40 victims, as well as recordings of cell phone calls to the family members as the disaster was unfolding. They put $26 million into this memorial to honor those brave people. Well, guys, that is all we have for today's episode on History in the Making. Thanks for tuning in to our episode this week, and we cannot wait to talk with you guys again soon. Bye. Bye.